Good morning. Thank you for joining us and welcome to our weekly e-learning session. My name is Dwayne Henderson, a member of Cree Lighting's training and education team and host of our e-learning series. For those watching live, happy Friday. Quickly about the session, once weekly 15 minutes of content, our presenter will be available for Q&A at the end of the presentation. And although the attendees are muted, we do ask you guys to go ahead and utilize either the chat or the Q&A box to ask questions. Feel free to type those in during the presentations and we will review those at the end of the session. Today we're going to gain a better understanding of driver technology and to lead us through this, I'd like to welcome Frank Fang. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Duane. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Hey, hey, before we get started, Frank, do you want to just quickly talk about your, your role within the business? Sure. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday e-learning. My name is Frank. Uh, I'm assistant engineers here at Cree Lighting, responsible for driver roadmap and support product engineering in the driver solutions. Perfect. All right, let's go ahead and get started. All right, today we're going to talking about the driver technology. A good driver converts the energy and deliver the power into the LED load. Driver is a black box and you won't realize its importance until it gets us into trouble. Essentially, a good driver is unnoticeable. Throughout this training, I would like to provide you an overview of the driver technologies. What does it do and the common type of drivers and how has driver technology improved over time? And what we do differently to implement or invest in to improve the driver technology and the system over the past few years to make sure our uh, fixtures quality. The primary functions of an offline LED drivers is to rectify AC input. The typical input voltage ranges from 120 to 77 volts as a universal input and uh, 347 to 480 volts AC as high voltage options. It regulates the output voltage and provide a constant current through the LED light engine, which includes the LED component or LED modules. Additionally, the driver can protect the LEDs from the input disturbance or faulty conditions, such as light surge, lightning surge, or short or open circuit. Other features include various dimming controls and isolation safeties, and we will expand it in the following sessions. One of the important des design aspect is the thermal considerations. Because the driver lifetime is related to the internal operating temperature. Usually the bottleneck components or the weak, weakest components uh, within the driver is the electrolytic cap, which is very sensitive to the temperature. As a rule of thumb, every 10 degrees Celsius of temperature increase will reduce the capacitor lifetime by half. When the capacitor dries out, it randomly varies failure moods on the drivers, such as uh, large output current ripples, flickers, and uh, shimmers or no light. The temperature within the driver correlates to the external um, temperature on the driver case. So you see the picture in the middle, right? So the manufacturer will specify the test point in this highlight there in this circle. So what we do is we're going to place a TC a thermocoupler there to measure the case temperature. For lighting manufacturers, we also leverage the driver manufacturer data sheet. So here we're showing a chart um, the driver lifetime against the driver uh, case temperature. So as the temperature goes, like say above 75 uh, South CC, so you can um, read or measure read the into the lifetime. Okay. 
And these slides include common types of drivers, including non-dimmer drivers. Uh, it's a traditional type, which manufacturers will preset the output current and maintain a constant power to specific lighting applications where you don't need uh, much control, like the dimming controls. Okay. The second type of the drivers is the dimmable drivers, uh, which are most popular within Cree uh, lighting. The LED current modulation includes average current or pulse width modulation, PWM. And here at Cree, we prefer use average current over the PWM because it provides a continuous LED current and uh, eliminates frequency harmonics. Simply put, you won't notice any shadows, for example, when you take pictures using your cell phone camera. Therefore, it will provide a quality lighting experience. On the dimming control side, we offer 0 to 10 volts DALI SmartCast Vive ecosystems. Here, uh, 0 to 10 volts DALI um, industry standard controls SmartCast is unique and developed by Cree Lighting to enable intelligence control. Vive and the ecosystems is compatible with Lutron uh, controls. Then Triac ELV is a face cut dimming, so which is very popular or common for downlight commercial or residential applications. Okay. Further, there are drivers, LED drivers with enhanced uh, functionality. For example, offer multiple output for color temperature turnings, implement digital power for smart, smart control. Then some of the drivers can also integrate the emergency battery backup to reduce the form factor or the weight. To further elaborate, 0 to 10 volts are most popular or common type of the dimming control. And the DALI has started to appear on, the, on a limited base. Here are two new products as an example. One is stylus linear for indoor applications, then the other one is XPS series for outdoor applications. And on the spec sheet, you can find the DALI as a control option. Okay. More about the DALI. DALI stands for Digital Adjust Lighting Interface, developed by DIA and IEC organizations. The protocol assigns each device a unique network address within a group allows up to 64 devices connected and broadcast control messages. The up left is the application diagram. You have a DALI drivers, dimmer, touch sense, and the master, DALI master, wide up. The dimmer, uh, the DALI rotary dimmers will control the brightness. DALI touch will set the scenes or the moods. The PC and the servers can communicate with the fixtures through the DALI master. One benefit is um, for DALI applications is really simple. And for the wires, only two wires, there's no polarities on these two wires. And uh, also DALI is widely accepted. Industry standard will be compatible with lots of manufacturers. Here at Cree Lighting, we have further applications based on the DALI. Last year, we released a SmartCast wireless integration module, which we call WING. So see the diagram on the lower left. It leverages the DALI protocol to communicate with off-the-shelf drivers and enable wireless intelligent control. One thing worth noting is uh, for the DALI 2 protocols, it will allow energy 
usage monitoring for both indoor and outdoor applications. As end users, you will be benefited from tracking or optimize your building uh, power consumptions. All right, how has driver technology improved? Historically speaking, the driver quality and the reliability have been improving significantly with the efforts from both driver and the lighting fixture manufacturers. Failure rates are getting lower over time. Some common failure causes like overheat, right? Either your design has a lower margin or the application temperatures are higher, too high. Then second one is uh, drop neutral. Essentially, at the input voltage line, the neutral wire is disconnected, then causing a higher input voltage then leads to the electrical stress failure. Then third one is manufacturing defects like soldering or the porting compound void. And all these will contribute to early failure of the LED driver, such as like no light or shimmer flicker. Over years, um, driver manufacturers improved the their design uh, reliabilities and performance. For example, adopt more power efficient topologies like resonant LLC circuit. So you can boost the efficiency up to 95%, even higher. Then also improve the electrical component lifespan like the electrolytic cap. Some of the manufacturers even designed the capacitor for the lighting uh, industry applications. Then also improve the design margin, for example, the input surge, electromagnetic compatibility. Additionally, uh, the driver also include add more protection features like over temperature, over voltage, over current, and the programmable thermal fallback protections. So all these will improve the driver, LED driver robustness. All right, last one. Um, how here at Cree we do differently, you know, to improve our, you know, LED driver quality. Here's our system approach. So from manufacturing uh, selection standpoint, we have our supply chain engineering quality team involved. So we will inspect the manufacturing process and audit their production facilities. At the component level, we do extensive uh, qualification, verify the driver critical performance against their specs, and also perform the worst scenario and the margin test. On the component level reliability test, usually we will cover the power cycling, on-off cycling, high temperature thermal cycling test at the worst or highest case temperature. Then we also set up partnerships with our suppliers to improve their reliability test. On the fixture system level, we do lots of verification tests, include the thermal flicker, audible noise, efficiency, and the surge electromagnetic compatibility and the safety test. Additionally, we also perform um, best practice tests, for example, the RF immunity noise uh, like testing and abnormal test, also power quality test. Here, power quality test referred to, for example, the uh, AC line voltage swear or voltage dis, uh, distortion. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, I'm going to wrap up this presentation. Today, we walk through the driver basic functions, uh, common types, and the con dimming controls, and our system approach to improve the driver quality. Okay. All right. Um,
You want to go to the next slide, mm -hmm. Frank, and we'll yep. open it up for questions. So again, for the audience, if you do have any questions, please go ahead and use either the, the chat box or the Q&A box. Um, Frank, I'll get you started. You, you mentioned a, a thermal foldback. I don't know that everybody's familiar with what exactly that is. Can you talk about what that is and, and what that's designed to do to protect the driver? Okay, so one benefit with thermal fallback is as a customer, you can define a thresholds where whenever the temperatures above certain thresholds, the output current will automatically reduced like linear relationship. So you can reduce it. As a result, the power delivered to the LED load will getting less. So the thermal mass will getting less. So that's the thermal fallback protection. So basically, that's it's gonna. It's, if I understand it correctly, it's gonna dim the the product um, mm -hmm. when it feels that it's in a in a elevated ambient application. Where right. it, rather than destroy the driver, it's gonna try to protect itself. Yes, correct. And okay. it's also different from the thermal shutdown. The thermal shutdown is when the temperature reached a threshold. It's really, really hot. So you turn off the light fixtures completely. But in this case, thermal fallback usually is start to dim it or reduce the power. So is that just kind of cycle then? As it as the condition cools, it goes back up, or how does it? Yeah, the, does it basically continually monitor right, temperature? Right, right. In this case, if the temperature going back to the normal, then the light will become normal. Yeah, you know, even when you had like the reasons for failure, it's it's certainly the the driver manufacturer can 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 do some things at the manufacturer level. Mm -hmm. The design of the luminaire, the manufacturer of the, of the system can can design it in a way that's going to cause the driver to fail, and then the the customer has a kind of a shared responsibility as well, and that includes um, re reviewing and, and understanding the ambient conditions you're going to expose these products to. The right, pullback correct. is interesting because it, it'll it'll do a good job of protecting the product, but if if you're a, if you've installed it in a manufacturing facility, for example, and they're trying to assemble products, and all of a sudden the, the luminaire dims significantly, and and now people can't work because of it. It's it's again it's a shared responsibility to make certain mm -hmm. that we're doing all the right things. The other thing yes. that, that we do, and I think the, a lot of the, the, the Cree lighting folk on the on the call and our agents as well are used to seeing on the exterior side surge protection. Do you want to talk about maybe surge protection at the driver, lo driver level and then some of our efforts primarily on the exterior side of the business adding uh, secondary surge packs? Right. So for the on the driver level, I know there's a surge protection. So usually we put like surge pack or we design our own surge pack to protect the drivers. So in parallel, we're also working with our driver manufacturers to have them improve their component. For example, the MOV, like the surge components inside of the driver. So with this, we can improve the field, you know, reliability. Okay, perfect. There's mm -hmm. a there's a question here about how average uh, current dimming works. Can you talk about that? Okay, so average current dimming is basically is a provide compare with reference to the PWM, right? So you can think of the PWM as a, like chopped waveform. The average uh, current is a continuous current. So in this case, when you dim your lights, the current always remain constant. It's like continuous current, right? The level you change the level. So the benefit with the continuous current or average current is essentially you won't have any frequency harmonic component which could oftentimes result into like invisible, we call it the invisible flicker. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's also a question about um, if, if, if on the job, for example, a, a fixture's not working, is there, is there some guidance we can give to the, the contractor in terms of how to troubleshoot to kind of narrow down the, the, the maybe a driver defect? Is there a way of, of kind of helping them out there? 
one thing um, we do would be beneficial is sometimes when you see the fixture does not work, right? Could it be the LED problem? Could it be the driver problem? Step one, I would recommend to isolate this problem. For example, some of our fixtures do offer like maintenance, right? So you can open the fixtures to measure or check the output if the LED is working or the driver is working or not. And there's a question, and I'm not, I'm not certain I understand this question, but, but maybe you will. How, how, how are you addressing POWR loss and failures with your drivers, i.e. Uh, brownout? P-O-W-E? Now, that's supposed to be power loss, or if that's an abbreviation, or if that stands for something. Uh, let's say if talking about the brownout, right, or power out, yes, for example, when your AC input, you have the input voltage have some um, issues with your AC line, right? Brownout. So it depends on how long is the brownout. So it's on the driver, right? If it's short period of the brownout, then the driver can, on the, the, the driver has the output capacity inside of the driver, can sustain in the uh, output or the light. If the brownout is too long, then um, in this case, then the light maybe go out. And we we have um, a question about will the dimming of the luminaire be noticeable? Can you talk about maybe some of the the quali quality testing maybe we do to kind of manage uh, smooth dimming? Smooth dimming. Well, our dimming is not noticeable. So as I'm starting to dim the the solution, I'm guessing it's it's you know flickering or not you know not oh. not a smooth transition from light output. Uh huh. To clarify that, are you talking about like when there's thermal fullback, right? There's a dimming. If no, I the... think the question is probably more about if somebody's dimming a, a, a product. The question is, will the dimming of the luminaire be noticeable? Is is kind of the question. So yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and the then, dimming um, will be. Noticed. Mm -hmm. And then the the dolly thing we talked a little bit about on the. On the roadway products, one of my understandings is one of the values today for that is, is kind of asset management. So if you had like a hurricane go through a, a community, the luminaries would be able to kind of report back and you'd kind of know how big the issue was and maybe how to prioritize a plan. Is that, does that seem like a, one of the yeah, benefits that, of dialing? Or, right. Are there other things that maybe we're not quite thinking of or that the audience could benefit from knowing, you know, what might be coming in terms of dialing and, and where the value is? Yeah, on this part, we do have like the DALI-2, using the DALI-2 protocols, they do offer the asset management. So some of the driver already start to using the DALI-2 uh, control. So you can, you will be able to track the asset. And then the, on the indoor space, and I think you might have mentioned this, but we're, we started using it um, with the stylus fixture with our wireless interface module. So is it, the benefit there is it's just, it's it's, going to be better for, for fixture integration or what's some of the other benefits on the indoor space? I, one of the key benefits is um, with the wing module, right? So the wing module will be able to talk with any off-the-shelf uh, DALI drivers. So it will be compatible with any off-the-shelf drivers. Okay. Yeah. So that's our wireless interface module is what that mm -hmm. stands for for the, right. uh, uh, right. the audience. Um, we, we talked a little bit about, about quality, and, and just to remind the audience, too, we do have a, a quality um, video that was recently posted to YouTube, so there, there's a, a good resource there for you as well as for customers to kind of talk about some of our efforts within 
within the quality uh, side of the business. Um, I'm not seeing any other questions. So if you want to advance the slide, Frank, mm -hmm. uh, we can kind of wrap up. I want to first of all, thank Frank for his time and for the presentation. I also want to thank the audience for joining us. Um, as a reminder, we're on a Friday cadence now, and this is really the first of kind of a three-part series. If you think about an uh, LED luminaire, right, you have, the, you have the driver, you have the LED, and you have the optic. And next week, we're actually going to look at mid and high-powered LEDs. We're, we're starting to see more mid-powered LEDs coming into the marketplace, and, and in this presentation, we'll, we'll talk through that a little bit and, and hopefully give people an understanding. Do we, do we care about that? Is it a big deal um, with some of the trade-offs? And then we'll follow that up with, you know, how do we control that source uh, on the 31st with, with a presentation on, on kind of optic spending light, optically speaking, so uh, we, we can kind of understand there's, there's different ways of managing the light and, and how do we do that. So that's what's upcoming. Um, again, as always, all the presentations are being recorded and posted to our YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber, we encourage you to do that. And if you do have any feedback, please feel free to send me a note or you can feel free to reach out directly to uh, Frank as well. With that, I want to thank everybody again for joining us and have a great weekend, everyone.